Militarily Speaking, Episode 39, Armed Forces Financial Network. This episode, we talk with John Broda, President and CEO of the Armed Forces Financial Network. Might refer to them as Affin as we go. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna say Affin quite a bit, yes. right? So we'll just say it's a lot easier. Welcome to Militarily Speaking, brought to you by Armed Forces Bank. This is Tom McLean, Jody Vickery. It's almost like I said Tom McLean, Jody Vickery. So, and like you we're are one person. Yeah, I am the regional <laughs> military executive for Armed Forces Bank, and Jody is the executive vice president, director of military consumer lending. And that is so not true because you started <laughs> I just that say, way. We'll work for food. I know. I think it'd be your resume would be just half as long as John Broda's, but <laughs> I gotta update my LinkedIn. <laughs> Well, welcome to our show. We're excited to have you listening and learning about our guest, John, with Affin. And John, I'm just going to take a minute and share your bio with our audience, if you don't mind. This should all be stuff that you're familiar with, but, <laughs> Let, but they let's won't hope so. know. Let's hope so. I know. Yeah. If there's any surprises, do let yeah. me know, because that could be really interesting. We got uh, yeah, checks and balances on this. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we tend to add things where we think it helps. So John Broda brings more than 40 years of industry experience to the Affin organization, as president and CEO, he is responsible for business development, marketing, sales, service delivery to the global Affin participant base. John has served Affin and Affin member participants for 36 years of Affin's 37-year history. So you must be the resident historian is what, <laughs> what that tells me. He's employee number two. Employee right? number two. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the resident only. <laughs> I didn't say that. He joined Affin in 2000 after a 14-year career with ADP EDS, now Pfizer. John served as Senior Vice President of EDS CNS. He, his career at EDS developed within the Account Relations Management and Client Service Organizations, entering the company as the Customer Service Representative in 1987. Worked your way up. John began his career as a part-time teller in high school and continued working in banking throughout his college career. So he's a banker amongst us. Yeah. After graduation, he continued in the banking industry at the Morris County Savings Bank in Morristown, New Jersey. And during a successful progression within the retail or banking organization, he was selected to co-manage the creation of the EFT department and launch the ATM program for the bank. John has earned degrees in advertising and public relations, along with business administration and management from Johnson & Wales University and Centenary College in Hackettstown, New Jersey. He volunteers on a number of industry oversight committees, religious community organizations, and most certainly veteran and military-focused charities. Welcome, John. That is a mouthful. You're a busy guy. We knew that before we before we asked you to be on. So we are <laughs> we are honored to have you on the show, and thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Well, thank you, Jody and Tom, and thanks for this invitation. And I can't say no to Armed Forces Bank. Cool. <laughs> Notice he said he can't say no to the bank, not uh, to Tom. <laughs> That's an important distinction. Yeah, John's John's got the political aspirations yes. to say the right thing. Just mm. say what you feel towards McLean. So wait, back to Hackettstown, New Jersey, yeah, right? That's a fun town to say. Centenary College. Yeah. yeah. Is so Cyclone, was that the mascot, John? It, it it is the Cyclone, absolutely. I guess it is. It still is. Yeah, it wasn't. And then so Johnson and Wales, I, I've gone to Rhode Island once. I think that's where it is. And I was driving to go to a vendor presentation and I saw Johnson and Wales. It was kind of weird. Plus, I think there's one in Florida, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? So Johnson and Wales started as a small business college by two women in Providence, Rhode Island. And it has evolved into a university with multiple locations throughout the United States. And while I was there back in the 1980s, I was on the business side of the college and 
the culinary side of the universe, then college, uh, exploded. So they are right up there with CIA and other top culinary schools around the world. But Johnson & Wales grounded me and allowed me to begin my college career in a great town. You said culinary, right? Correct. So, so he's a foodie. Yeah. Well, I'm a business guy, but I enjoy food, and I and, <laughs> and I'm uh, you know I can I can cook. My my mom taught me well. That's, again, he's going to one up me this entire podcast. There's a spectrum of cook. what I can cook yeah. means, right? Yeah. yeah, I can do I can do PB and J too. We but might yeah. have to dig into that. Later. <laughs> yeah. So, John, at the risk of cutting Tom and some more random facts off. <laughs> I would love for you to just start by telling our audience a little bit about Affin. They might not be familiar. So can you just kind of paint the backdrop of what, what Affin is and, and what y'all do? Absolutely, Jody. So the Armed Forces Financial Network, AFFN, is an electronic funds transfer network. We were founded back in 1985 at the request of the Department of Defense, U.S. Army Finance, and we're co-owned by the Association of Military Banks of America and the Defense Credit Union Council. If you ask my family and friends what AFIN is, most of them think I work for a government agency that I'm not allowed to talk about. But uh, the best way it is, but the best way I, I can explain it is look, we are the magic and the power behind our military banks and our defense credit unions, ATM and debit card program. We make it happen all behind the scenes. So, you know, when you have your card and you swipe it or tap it or use it in an ATM, all of the connectivity between the issuer like Armed Forces Bank and the acquirer, retailer, or ATM is what we do at the network. So kind of like the Bell operating system for payments in the banking space. And while we were launched, you know, back, you know, in the infancy of ATMs here in the U.S., Affin has continued to expand and evolve in the payments and commerce space up until 2023. Ironically, my least, my least two favorite topics in studies, math and technology, <laughs> the two disciplines I've dedicated my entire career here working at Affin on the electronic side of banking. That's fantastic. So that's a plug for post-secondary education, right? Right. I should have you absolutely. talk to my child who's leaving for college in two weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah. We should talk so, about that. No, shouldn't we? Shouldn't. we? No, because I'll start crying. You're not going to have separation anxiety, so that's I good. Will, I will. But may I, I was math, but I was psychology in school and I'm in banking. I was started out pre-med, but you never know. I think, I think you just check the box in school and then you see where life takes you. Right, John? Absolutely. All right. I'm going to go tangential, but Shock. I mean, I'm not going to go in sequence like with him talking about F and then going on to something more F and I'm going to go all over the map if that's okay with you, John, because I, we know John Boykley and Don Giles know you and speak very highly of you. So do a lot of the other AMBA members up there too. And John wanted me to remind you that you've had to put up with them for all these years, right? We have a longstanding business relationship and friendship <laughs> and, uh, you know, part of the AMBA Affin family. So you may call it putting up, I call it developing. <laughs> John paid him. <laughs> I know. They both have JB, right? Yeah, yeah. So they, yeah, they got that bond. But I've always thought of you, again, your energy is awesome and you're well thought of in both your your industry as well as well as the military nonprofit sector. You've uh, even landed a couple wonderful organizations for us for as podcast guests for us, and I hope we continue to work together to to find more great guests like that too. But I I'm going to call him a legend in the philanthropic world supporting military nonprofit organizations because you you get it, John. So just talk about the passion and and what it's meant to you over the years and how you kind of migrated into serving the military community. I know part of what you do 
all of what you do, what, what you think about every day is the military world. But just talk a little bit about John Broda. Thank you. I don't know if we want to do that. but uh, And by the way, I'd join you guys on a podcast every single day if you're this kind uh, this kind and generous. So I know. we got to stop. Let's do a pivot, shall we? We no. should do the opposite day. <laughs> just be super the oppo day, yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. Relationships are important to Athen, the Armed Forces Financial Network, and, and to me personally. You know, likely today I'm going to talk a lot about my family because – Without their love and guidance and support and their patience, I truly would not be who I am today. And so I have tremendous respect for veteran service organizations and admiration for those people who dedicate their time and their talents, paid or unpaid, to those who serve or have served our grateful nation. You know, I'm, uh, I'm the result and, and proudly was raised in a blue-collar family. My dad was a first-generation Polish-American. My parents both worked full-time outside the home. My mom's parents worked as civilians for the Department of Defense, U.S. Army, at Picatinny Arsenal, which is located in northwest New Jersey. My granddad was a BDR, a big daddy rabbit, at the arsenal during pre-World War II and through the 1970s. And my grandmother, gosh, in addition to raising her family of four, she worked full-time at the arsenal and made bombs hmm. in wow. a highly dangerous work environment right, with a constant threat of explosions, copperhead snakes, rattlesnakes in the buildings and under the production lines. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and, and, they, and they did all of this to support their family, but more importantly, to support the effort, right? And so, you know, my family is truly an American patriotic family. We have family members who have served in all services, dating back to the American Revolutionary War under General George Washington out of New Jersey. So it's pretty, pretty awesome. Wow. And I've been blessed with a family who led by example. And so teaching me amazing life lessons, but especially, gosh, the deep and loving respect of our military members, our veterans and our military families. You know, I grew up, again, parents, you know, our depression era children, right? And, and being blue collar, you know, we lived paycheck to almost paycheck. I heard it. You know, I heard the, the challenges with weekly paychecks and balancing of checkbooks and, you know, the struggles and but I know that when there was a need in the family or in the workplace or a neighbor or the church member, my grandparents and my parents would be the first to step up, right? Opening up their homes, sharing what little resources they had. My granddad had a, an amazing garden every year. So I know produce went to neighbors and friends in need. Cash donations went out. Um, just truly amazing role models for me and treating people like you want to be treated, right? By doing good and being kind. So that's the inspiration, I think, for me that came in my way of service, right? While I never had the honor of putting on the uniform, I certainly have had the honor to serve Athen and our military banks and defense credit unions in your mission at home and around the globe. So connecting with the philanthropic side is, is core, is one of our core guiding principles. Well said. Oh, I love that. I love that you've traced back all the way to the Revolutionary War. I, I mean, to George Washington. Yeah, that's pretty. Cool. I didn't, but we oh. have family members that. that Jody that did. was there. You, I would yeah. never have known. Yeah. You could have totally taken credit for that. <laughs> no, no, I won't. But uh, we do have family. We have a, a book where it's published, and oh. our ancestor and his widow, when he passed, with her pension, his pension approved by Congress. So oh, it's wow. pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, that's great. John, by what, the way, is John. What's the name $50. of the book? What's yeah. the name of the book? 
it's I don't have the book here on my desk. It's it's this the family. It's the book for the family ancestry of our ancestor who served. But okay. amazingly, I'll go back and look at the year. So when I see you soon in Philadelphia, I'll show you the year. But I think his pension was something like fifty dollars annually. Oh gosh, that was awarded <laughs> to his widow. In inflation t- right. time, times, what is that? That's thirty-two dollars. <laughs> I'll leave it to the bankers here. <laughs> I think we're I net negative math. at this point, at least this year. <laughs> So kind of to follow on that, I love that you shared kind of the passion and the upbringing that brought you to where you are. Before we started recording this episode, you were sharing some of your schedule and the number of days that you're on your road, on the road. How do you, how do you balance the, the day-to-day of doing what you do for Athen with the, the good philanthropic work that you do, constantly being on the move and on the road? How do, how does, how do you make that all work and sort of what, what keeps you ticking on that front? Yeah, that's, that's the greatest challenge I think in, in my life is the work-life balance, right? It's, it's on every single mid-year and annual look back I do with my leaders and with the board. It, it, you just go with it, right? What works this week? What works this quarter? What works, you know, for this year? And, you know, prior to COVID, it was pretty, pretty crazy about 250 days per year travel. It's scaled back and now it's ramping back up. So. For me, I just, you know, my office is constantly with me and I just have to make the most of time management mm-hmm. and make sure I'm paying attention to the people in my life who need me at that particular time. And John- I think balancing all the hecticness of that is made easier because you've got a really solid why. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think no is in John's vocabulary. I think <laughs> he wants to say no a lot more than his heart tells him, but I'm, I'm the same kind of DNA that you have that if something that you love and pa- are passionate about, you end up wanting to say yes more than no, even if your calendar doesn't allow it. Absolutely. The Giving Tuesday military program, you've been a big fan of that, a big proponent. You're invested in that program. I think it's November 28th this year. Is that right? It is 117 days from now. <laughs> but who's counting? Right. <laughs> Why don't you tell us and the audience a little bit about the program and maybe how people can support it or what, what the expectation is by earmarking that one day a year. Yeah, absolutely. You know, back in 2019, I was introduced to an amazing group of military spouses of the year from their respective services. It was at, um, while I was attending the DOD Warrior Games, and I was there supporting the Fisher House Foundation. And these women had a shared vision to create an organization to lift up and inspire others. And, you know, they, again, are military spouses, right? Uh, Active duty and you know, they're just doing what they do. And they met with, you know, some of their mentors and friends, and basically they decided to launch a nonprofit. But again, where's the funding? So through the Affin Military Community Support Program and an Affin Matching Grant, we actually granted them uh, enough funds to create their own nonprofit. So we are tied to this organization in more ways than one. But by funding their legal expenses, they became a nonprofit and bam, you know, the magic is happening. Mm-hmm. So every year since, since 2020, I guess this is the fifth, well, fifth year, fourth or fifth year yeah. for Giving Tuesday military. It's that one day a year that, you know, in our world, we focus on Giving Tuesday, right? It's it's the normal you know, day-to-day Tuesday, right? Yeah, yeah, the normal day-to-day Tuesdays. And But on that Giving Tuesday, it was really meant, you know, Cyber Monday and gearing up for the holidays. And it was an organization with a message that said, let's, let's, see what we can do and raise funds for charity and, and organizations. But these women at Inspire Up had a different idea that, you know, not everyone can afford 
to make donations, right? So what could we do differently, especially in our military and our veteran communities to celebrate and honor these people? And so it could just be through random acts of kindness and goodness, right? Holding doors open, bringing in coffee for the first responders, you know, dropping off donuts, you know, at, at the guardhouse. So it, it, it became kind of more a social movement to celebrate goodness and kindness. And they've signed up program through ambassadors. And so whether they're military spouses on it, on base or off base, at home or around the globe, it's grown. You know, we I think had 140 to 150 ambassadors last year, wow. um, over 2 million acts of kindness. And we're doing it again this year. And so Affin is the the sponsor for this event. And we give them funding so that they can give uh, ambassadors matching grants to do things in their community. So at Affin, we honor every single Tuesday as Giving Tuesday. And we treat 28 November, which is in 117 days from now, the date that we bring everyone together. And it's truly to celebrate the culmination of this movement. So if you'd like to learn more about it, GivingTuesdayMilitary.com is the best way to connect with this organization and you will get a response. If not, john.broda at affin.org. And I'd be glad to connect you with any, any organization or ambassador in your community. That's the good details. That's the, is that the Tuesday after Thanksgiving this year? I believe it is. Yeah. Good timing too. So it'll always be on a Tuesday and it's always in November every year. So Nice. Yeah, and in this world, it's not always about the money, right? Um, yeah. Because if you're active duty and, you you know, again, living paycheck to almost paycheck, you may not have that additional $100 to write a check, right? Or put it on your credit card. But maybe you can drop off cookies, right, that you've just baked and have extra from the family. Or maybe you can, you know, just hold open the door or take someone's cart from the commissary to their car. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's just other ways of doing good and being kind. You, know, you talked about Military Spouse of the Year, right? We've had a couple of guests wonderful guests mm-hmm. that have been recipients, one, the overall military spouse of the year, and then the army spouse of the year. They're, they're solid people. They're great, they great patriots. Are. Yeah. So I want to say it one more time, GivingTuesdayMilitary.com, right, John? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. I want to make sure we say that. It's repeatedly. kind of a good segue for this next conversation because we, we at Armed Forces Bank are proud to be partnering with AFIN in the matching grant program. And John's been great in, in his busy schedule. He always seems to reach out and help us dot the I's on everything we're doing with that program. But go ahead and Yeah, no. I mean, outside of the the matching grants that you just talked about, can you can you explain to the audience a little bit more broadly about the matching grant program? I know as Tom Tom mentioned, we've supported that over the past several years. Maybe talk about why it was created and other examples of how you've done good work with that. Well, as I mentioned it earlier, we are co owned by two organizations that represent banking for our military and veteran space. And the Association of Military Banks of America, AMBA, uh, had a director, Mr. Wayne Andrews and his wife, Danny Andrews. And Danny was a DOD school teacher down at Fort Benning, Georgia. And as I traveled and got to know them, and I traveled around the industry at trade shows and meetings, I would always pick up pens and calculators and backpacks. And once a quarter, I would ship them to her classroom. And when her students did well, they got to pick out of this box gifts, right? And, you know, the family members couldn't afford possibly, but they, these kids came home with some pretty nice swag. And, um, and Danny called me one day, I was down in our offices in Tampa and said, Hey, our students are going to be on CBS morning news. And we turned it on and watched these little brave boys and girls, you know, tell their story and salute and talk about how their parents are deployed. And most of those kids were 
single family homes. So their aunts and uncles and grandparents were, you know, doing their time and helping raise the kid while their parents were deployed. It just tugged at my heart. And I, I went back and I called Danny and I asked to speak to her principal. And I coordinated with the principal that I, I could throw a pizza party for Danny's class, Mrs. Andrews' class. And driving back to the hotel, my grandmother's voice went off in my head and my heart and said, John, you can't do for one, you have to do for all. So I reached back out to Danny the next day. I'm like, Danny, I need to talk to your principal. And she's like, <laughs> what is going on? And I said, don't you worry about it. I got this. And I spoke to the principal and I asked for permission. And she says, John, you don't even know how many students we have in the school. I said, I don't. It doesn't matter. Tell me what you need. I want to throw the entire school a pizza party. And we did. And I paid for it. And our president at the time, Dave Weber, my, my predecessor, he and I were talking about it. He was upset with me that I did it. Couldn't understand why. We were going fist to cuffs back and forth. He said, look, I want you to submit an expense report. The company is going to reimburse you for this. And you've just created a program that will support our military banks and our credit unions who want to make decisions at a local level, boots on the ground, and how they give back in their, their communities. So from a single pizza party back 20 years ago to the end of last year, we've given back about $4.9 million directly to troops and their families through our, our bank and credit union partners, not to organizations that take money off the top, but truly down into the community. So uh, I'm... I'm honored to have, you know, led the way here with this program. It means a lot to me personally because of the connection. And I've seen the good work that our banks and our credit unions do with the monies that we team up and, and distribute. I think at the uh, close of last month's cycle, we're now over 1,014 grants have been awarded over those 20 years. And that's only one part of our AFIN military community support program. We also do corporate given where we donate to other organizations that are, 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 are doing good work in our, our military and veteran space. And we also do the AFIN thank you cards, which are prepaid debit cards that we distribute to every single Fisher house from Landstuhl, Germany, right through the United States, through the states that they're in, and then down to Tripler and Hawaii. So each holiday season, we uh, work with the foundation. We distribute cards and then those Fisher house managers make sure that family members active duty members or veterans who are in those homes while their loved ones are going through treatment or recovery have a little extra for care and comfort items while they're staying in those homes. You mentioned 1,014, is that number correct, grants? Is that, so I know there's, I don't know if there's a vetting process that you do, but typically you like to see the money go to military nonprofit organizations. Is that, is that 1,014 unique and different organizations because there's 45,000 nonprofits in this country for military. But how do you, how do, what's the process you use? It's it's a secret sauce. I can't I really know. share. I, I knew right when I said the question, I knew that was coming. But I'll tell you what, out of, out of the grants, what happens is our, our military banks, such as Armed Forces Bank, submits an application. Right. And we vet it, right? We want to make sure that, you know, that we're doing the right thing by our partner and, and our, our funding. And so we allow our banks to choose. Okay. Um, in, in, in the case with Armed Forces Bank in the, in the past, it could have been the Fisher House, you know, up in, in Washington State, or it could have been. Or Armed Services you know, YMCA, we did one time. So they're, correct, yeah, correct. and any so, veterans community project. So, right. So every project, you know, every year the applications differ. Some institutions like to support the same charitable organizations every single year. Some like to mix it up and have their staff 
you know, submit nominations and then they submit it. But I can tell you in all the years that we've done this, yeah. we've only turned down one grant application. Wow. And that's because the organization submitting it was not a member of our network and I couldn't award it. Okay. Somehow they found the application on the internet and yep. submitted it. But, um, Resourceful. but yeah, yeah, we, we, we honor all, uh, you know, all projects that are, are, banks and credit unions stand for. Okay. So the front door to you is through the financial institutions. It's not like the nonprofits can knock and say, you know, they'll probably have to go through the bank and build that relationship. And the bank then in turn would reach out to Affin and and make the play, right? Yeah. And that's the whole thing, right? We talk about the power of partnership. Yeah. You know, you own the relationship in your community, your boots on the ground. You know, if you want to work with an organization, a nonprofit, you know, what are they doing in your community? Are they doing, you know, things that could be, um, you know, benefit by by your depositors or cardholders. Do they bank with you, right? Yep. Because you want to do business with like-minded people. So again, we try to push that back down to our partners. And I don't think it's too much work to put together to then generate funds, right? Um, and so we make the check payable to our bank partner, and then you all make the presentation. So if it's a $1,500 budget that you've put together, we'll match it up to $1,500. And that's a $3,000 donation to that organization, which quite frankly is pretty impactful. I love it. Yeah. When, after we presented the check recently, they just told me how that would be used. And, you know, you don't think X dollars does X in response to that, but it's amazing that every dollar matters to these organizations. It absolutely does, especially if they don't have to go through the grant writing process and do some of this labor intensive cost prohibitive kind of structure in, in applying for those funds. I'll piggyback a little bit as we talk about nonprofits too, is how, what advice can you give people, our audience, about getting involved in military nonprofit organizations and provide meaningful support to those organizations? I I think Jody and I, and probably everybody that listens, wonders, where am I going to donate dollars? Where am I going to volunteer? But is there some secrets or some guidance you can give to identify? No, there's probably a relationship and a connection, but anything from your perspective, John? Yeah, I, and that's a great question. And I think, you know, you look for the reputable organizations right within your community, because unfortunately, there are a lot of bad actors that stand up and want to take advantage of our aging population and then of the goodness and kindness of our of our citizens. So I would say vet that organization, look at, you know, BBB, you know, Better Business Bureau, look at the local rotaries to make sure, you know, are, is this a reputable organization? But look for that military and veteran and focused, you know, organization, you know, the VFW, the American legions. And, you know, how do you do it? You know, just like with the Affin matching grant program and and the military community support program, it it was a grassroots effort, right? So, you know, for citizens, follow your hearts, follow the passion, your passion of doing good and being kind. So if you're a baker or chef, you know, think about doing meals. And is there a Fisher house in your community? You can coordinate making a meal. Do you knit or crochet? You know, are there hospitals that need NICU, you know, baby bonnets and scarves and mittens, homeless populations and those living on the fringe, you know, to, to award them a scarf or mittens, you know, by putting a, a note uh, in, in a Ziploc bag and hanging them on the fence near the soup kitchen. You know, again, find your, you know, find where your heart is leading you and, 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 and work your talent and your passion. If you're musically inclined, you know, how many military retirement homes or nursing homes or hospice, hospice organizations need uh, volunteers to you know play music and share their talents? So, my my suggestion again is always follow your heart, but follow your follow your talent and follow your passion. 
I love that, especially when people, I mean, everybody nowadays, you're so busy, you're running from thing to thing. And if you're working to carve out time to do something like this, to find something that you can really get fired up about, doesn't make it kind of one more thing in your day. It makes it something that you look forward to at the end of the day or, or whenever you might be doing it. I think he could write a book just on those creative ideas yeah. he has. Like hanging, I never would have thought of that, John, about hanging something outside a soup kitchen like that. Yeah, we, um, we at our church in New Jersey, a soup kitchen is served there six days a week. And, you know, I've, I've seen men and women, you know, in inclement weather show up with no boots, right? And, and no coats. And, you know, members of our congregation, I know would go inside for things that we've collected and bring it out to those recipients. And, and, you know, I know there was a knitting circle, you know, part of one of their ministries and they just continued to knit scarves and mittens and putting in a Ziploc bag with a note or a blessing. That's and then so cool. hanging it and then letting, giving those recipients the dignity of picking out their favorite color or, you know, mm-hmm. something that would, you know, just excite them. It was like just watching, you know, folks take gifts out from under the Christmas tree. The other, you talked about BBB and other vetting. Charity Navigator, I found, I've stumbled across that. You probably know that, John, but it Absolutely. gives up to four stars for that. And not that that's the Holy Grail and that's where you have to, that's the end all, but it's another piece of the due diligence that you do to make sure that it is a reputable organization. Absolutely. One more resource. I love the crocheting the baby cats. My grandma does that. Put that talent to use yes. when you're driving and taking that long trip well, with her again one time. Well, she started crocheting when her son started driving and she had to wait, wait up at night for him. It gave her something ah. to do to stay awake. And here it is. How many years later? And you know, what, you know what people do now is that you just go to TikTok. I know. I'm an Atlanta. Yeah. Talk about that would be more productive what she does. Yes. Or do a puzzle on radically more yeah. productive. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, you know, this may be really hard to do, John, but out of all the different things that you've done and the organizations that you've partnered with and all the ways that you've described, are there are there a, is there a story or a couple of stories that have really just hit you in the heart and would be great to to share with their audience? Wow. We got oh you goodness. on that one, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. We can um, talk there, for a long time yeah. on this one. Narrow down to 38 minutes, will yes. you? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me know when you need to come off. I'm going to order dinner. <laughs> uh, too late, John. No, well, go, go ahead. <laughs> I'll tell you what, there are so, so many, right? And and that in itself is truly a remarkable gift and a blessing. So, so well, the Fisher House Foundation, the Fisher House family members are near and dear to my heart, right? So I, I remember being at a Fisher House and we were serving a meal for family members as you know, coming back from the hospital and after, you know, days of, you know, just going back and forth. And we handed this military dad a gift card and big burly, big old, you know, army dad came over and just broke down in my arms crying. And he says, you don't know what this means to me. And I'm like, please, you know, and he said, no, my son is going through a reconstructive surgery. They're taking parts of his body to reconstruct his skull. And my wife and I are commuting back and forth from home. And we just talked this morning about how are we going to afford to keep filling up the tank? Mm. He goes, this card, you know, is, is just a blessing that we needed. And of course, between the tears and the hugs, he wound up with a few extra cards before I left that day. Uh-huh. So that, that again, that was impactful because again, what he's going through what his son was going through, you know, we were just one small blessing that he needed at that particular time. I love that story. I do too. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, working with the, the folks that inspire up, right? I have the opportunity to be creative and, and guide them and connect them 
with a number of people throughout the United States. And I got to do it with my own family, which is even more special. So Inspire Up wanted to get in on the ground floor level in the educational realm to teach goodness and kindness. So I just happened to have a cousin who is an awesome teacher at Byram Lakes, New Jersey Elementary School and their leadership team and got permission through their board of education to create the fourth grade kindness club. So we launched it this past year. So a shout out to Dr. Peter Morris and my cousin, Mrs. Allison Andrews, who implemented this vision and they created this club and Affin provided them a, a matching grant. And then every month during the school year, they did a service project that helped inside the school to teach other students to be good and be kind. And then outside in the community to serve the veterans home that's nearby. They did a NICU project. They did a cancer hospital project. So that was a a way that I got to work with a family member that I wouldn't necessarily get to work with. And, And to see the young people so excited about doing good and being kind. And when we launched this, it was on Veterans Day. And we had a general from the United States Army National Guard come in and the students had the presentation in the military space. Military challenge coins are big. And I taught the kids about what it is, the symbolism, how to coin the general. And so prior to the general coming on site, we got to create kindness challenge coins and the kids got to color them and laminate them. And they had representatives come up in front of the whole auditorium and coin the general. And I'll tell you what, it was quite moving. And he was going to take all the coins that he had been coined and the bags that they created back out to his units and to spread uh-huh. spread kindness. So, yeah, it was just a, a great opportunity for me. So, again, shout out to Dr. Morris and Allison Andrews and go Rams. That's so awesome. That's probably that general's favorite coin he ever got. I know. It's one of mine. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I this I promised Steve and Andy I just say Steve and Andy. You know, I always do that sometimes, John, right? Just put a plug in. I wanted to, I also wanted to play a game with you one time, John. I would say a nonprofit, then you'd say nonprofit, then I'd say nonprofit, and and see who broke first and couldn't come up with one. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna lose to you, so I'm not yeah, gonna I'm do gonna that. Put, game a, with you. put a dollar on John on but that one. <laughs> as we talk about Steve Lepper in particular and Andy and what they do at the Association of Military Banks of America, we both know that organization very well. And again, I think for the audience, probably a cursory look at that organization. You've been involved with it for many, many years and talk about maybe the mission of AMBA and how that organization plays in the military space. Yeah. So for 38 years, I've been engaged with Armed Forces, Armed Forces Bank, but also uh, the Association (laughs) of Military Banks of America, AMBA. You said it. Yeah. Yeah, But it's true. I mean, between... Armed Forces Bank, AFFN, AMBA, military acronyms, banking acronyms. A lot of A's uh, in that one. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're all interrelated. But in the phone a- AMBA is, is a truly unique organization. I think I am now on my fourth or fifth leadership of that organization over 38 years. And, you know, it's an organization that represents military banks who want to do business, you know, with, with the Department of Defense, with the military services you know, on installations at home and around the globe. So they are kind of a a special interest organization that works alongside of our banks to make sure that they're complying with not only the rules and regs of banking in the United States, but also as it intersects to the Department of Defense and military services. They also 
have their own organization while they're co-owners of AFIN. They also do tremendous work in the military and veteran space, developing programs for our AMBA banks and defense credit unions as well, and also a good amount of philanthropic work as well. John, tangential for you for a second, and then we're winding down our conversation, but I had to call like 438 people and send 9,000 emails and go to different social media sites to find out who John Broder really is, right? <laughs> and I got nowhere, but I got two nuggets. Okay, you ready? Sure. You went on a safari recently? I have been on safari in, in, in South Africa, yeah. Okay, and the other tidbit is, what is a mini Bernadoodle slash, who's Patty Corkers? <laughs> wow, you really have been working. Yeah, he's, so, he's kind of creepy like that, John. I don't have your social security number yet, <laughs> but I knew... I heard a lot about Patty from more than one person. So Patty, Patty means something to you. He does. So starting with Safari, it's probably the only vacation I've never wanted to come home from in in my entire life. That was back in 2018. We have very dear friends here in the United States who are South Africans and, and they have family back there. And so they were doing a family trip and asked if we would like to go with them. So we were treated like royalty. And in fact, tomorrow... I'm heading to New Jersey and a good number of their relatives from South Africa are in New Jersey and we're having a, a very big cookout and I get to get reunited with them. But and with, your, hey, the, hey, with your culinary skills, watch out, right? Hey, absolutely. <laughs> Although I, I think I'm just bringing a bottle of scotch. Okay. But, um, <laughs> hey, you can't screw that up. That's good for Jody. Well, yeah, you can. Yeah. I, guess, Jody's I guess you can screw that up. Jody's already drinking that right now. Do you see? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. I'm ready I, for I wish coffee. I was. But, uh, you know, they're just the, the beautiful people, the beautiful country. But a safari alone just was an amazing way to connect with, with the planet and the animals and, and, and the community. So, yeah, it, it was, if you've never done it, I highly recommend it. Probably never want to go back to a zoo again once you've done it. But <laughs> a little spoiled after that one. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful memory that we'll cherish. And as far as Mr. Patty. <laughs> that's Patty that's my, what you call my, him? Yeah, I call his... It's P-A-D-D-Y right. after Irish Corkers. whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. And so he is my soon-to-be three-year-old Bernadoodle. So he's a hybrid between a Bernese Mountain Dog and a Poodle. But uh, I had a pet. We were never allowed to have pets growing up because my parents both worked. And are you ready for this? We had carpeting. So that was my mother's <laughs> way to say, no way you're having an animal. And so- um, Shag. My, yeah. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> green shag to be exact. Wow. But, so I had one pet named Regan for 17 years of Jack Russell, a great long life. And Regan was my mom's maiden name. And so coming from a family, both on the Polish side and the, and the Irish side, you know, there's a lot of Patricias and Patricks and Patties and Trishas and, and Trisha Ann and you name it. And so there's a joke in our family that, you know, what's this one named, right? So I said, well, the next pet I'm going to get will be Patty for the boy, P-A-D-D-Y or Patty, P-A-T-T-Y, if it's a girl after my mother. So yeah, this this animal, he's quite the horse, uh, a mini Bernadoodle. His mom was 28 pounds, his dad was 39. So I expected a 40 pound pup. And I was like, you know, that's double of what my Jack Russell was, I can handle it. Mr. Patty's weighing in at 70 pounds. <laughs> um, so he's a mini pony, but- uh, In a saddle. Yeah, but he's John Broder uh, riding the pony. He's gonna have it on social media. We're gonna now. need yeah. video of that. Yeah, I will. I will share his photos. He is he's hilarious and good natured. He, you know, there's not an animal or a person he has not met that he doesn't like. So 
just a great addition to our family after a, an absence of a few years. Somebody, yeah, somebody told me there's probably a social media site just for Patty. That's how important he is. <laughs> there is, but I'm not going to give it to you. <laughs> there <laughs> That'll is? give him something to do yeah. for the rest of the day. For our audience, it's... have to go find it. What's the hashtag? I yeah. think you need yeah. more job responsibilities. That's a good point, Jody. <laughs> Jody, you've got a bad attitude. <laughs> yeah. Every <All> time. <laughs> Every time. So, John, I'm going to save us from Tom right now. <laughs> Are there things we haven't thought to ask you about AFIN? I mean, the, the reach of what you personally do and the organization does through all the things that you shared. Are there any things that you'd want our audience to for sure hear today that we haven't had a chance to cover yet? Well, thank you. Uh, again, I don't want to treat this as, you know, a sales or promotion, right? I mean, AFIN is, is here to serve our military banks and our defense credit unions. And, and from that service comes all the goodness that we talked about. But I think I've kind of overshared today, you know, some stories. But, you know, there's so much going on, you know, at home and around the globe these days. And I think the one thing that we can all agree upon is that we do need more goodness and kindness in the world. And so, you know, if I take a quote from I thought was one of my favorite people was Mr. Rogers. Come to find out the quote really wasn't his, but it was his mother's. <laughs> Embellisher. Yeah. What? But it was it was his mother's quote. He was stressed or anxious to look for the helpers, right? You'll always find people who are willing to help. And so I would encourage any of your listeners to step up and step out and be one of those leaders or even a follower, right? With a mission to help others. Seriously, thank you both. This has been an opportunity that I've looked forward to. And, and, and again, I'll encourage any of our partners you know, in our space to, to get in touch with you, Absolutely. to share their stories. We'd love that. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you guys about our organization, um, your family to us. And so it's, it, it's been, you know, an afternoon here, you know, psyching myself to prepare and be with you. And, <laughs> and it's, it's just like I'm talking to Tom at the bar. So I, I really appreciate that. I have to psych myself up to talk to Tom too. So oh, yeah. it's okay. Well, I don't get him as much as you do. So I, I, can, <laughs> be thankful. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, be super <laughs> thankful. I so, think you'd like to do this from home because then we wouldn't have to be here together. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, that's not at all what I'm saying. But one more time. One give, more thing for us too. GivingTuesdayMilitary.com. I want to say yeah. that one more time. But if you'll hang with us for just a minute, John, we do want to play the Military Minute. So Military Minute, last episode, we had a question about hockey, right? Because we, we had, had the KC the, had Warriors. KC Warriors, yep. yeah. Uh, we had their representative on. So the hockey question last week was, what father and son duo has each scored 50 father and son goals? What? Duo. All right. I just wanted you to enunciate that, okay? Duo. All right. Duo has each <laughs> scored 50 goals in a season. Wait, let's see if John can answer that. Are you a hockey guy, John? Do you know? So the answer is, no, I can't. And yes, I am. But um, <laughs> Not in that order. Not in that order. <laughs> Not in that order. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll let you off the hook. So the answer was Bobby and Brett Hull. So if you answered that correctly, if you were a hockey connoisseur, is that what they call it? Or them? just Google. Or, or, or you're just great at, Goog at the Google. <laughs> yeah. And you commented that on our last podcast episode. Watch for an announcement to see if you were the one selected to win $50 for you and $50 for a charity of your choice. And so this week's Military Minute, we're bringing it back to John. Tell and John not we, to answer the question. Oh, yeah, question. you can't answer this, John. So, yeah. okay. Yeah, no hints either. But we're bringing it back to John and something you may have heard today or something you could probably find if you didn't pay close attention. It's about his educational background. Ooh. So what are the first names of the founders of Johnson and Wales University? Don't answer. I just like the two names. That's why I threw that question there. And yeah, it just so well, happened to connect back I to his no education. Hints, no hints, nothing. 
So if you two, if you know the syllab- answer, two syllables for each, or you can right. find the answer when we drop our podcast. Make sure you enter what you think the answer is, and you might be selected also for fifty dollars for you and fifty dollars for a charity of your choice. And you, so you do that so well. I know what cut you off. Well, <laughs> you, you you sound like an infomercial at two in the morning. I it's know. just it's so soothing. Uh, I don't. I've never been accused of that, but I want to say thank you one more time, John. <laughs> For spending some time with us this afternoon. I know I've, I've really enjoyed you're, it. You're quite welcome. And if I could to recover, since I couldn't answer that hockey question, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, since my question, I know the answer. When you select a winner, I'd like to do a matching Ooh, contribution, whoa. both to that person and to your military of choice. Nice. Of choice. Well, well done, John. Episode 39, we got a first. Yes, well done. John, you always have to differentiate yourself, and I, I'm sure our other podcast guests are going to be writing you nasty grams Matching about that. No, you got to lead with integrity, man, right? You do. Well, <laughs> then, then I shouldn't name. be ending this podcast. But I am. Intent- <laughs> if you enjoyed today's episode, go out to afbank.com and subscribe to the show. Also, make sure to rate us or leave us a comment, even if it's negative about Jody, on your favorite podcast platform such as Apple Podcast or Spotify and YouTube. Awesome job, John Broda, and I am so glad. It was worth the wait because I know you've been giving us names, but you succumbed to (laughs) join us on the show not knowing what to expect, but I'd say he did pretty well. Uh, Yes, 10 out of 10. Yep. Well, thank you. Thank you both, and I'll see you in a few weeks in Philadelphia. Yeah, safe travels to Jersey tomorrow, and we'll see you uh, later this month. Take care, John. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Jody. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Copyright 2022 Armed Forces Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. All non-Armed Forces Bank owned apps, websites, company names, and product names are trademarks or registered trademarks of their respective owners. Their mention does not imply any affiliation with or endorsement by Armed Forces Bank of them or their products and services. They are merely used as examples of the many available apps, companies, and websites that offer similar services. Before using any app or website, you should carefully review the terms of use, data collection, and privacy policy. Apps may have an initial cost or in-application purchase features. This information is general in nature and is not intended to be legal, tax, or financial advice. Although Armed Forces Bank believes this information to be accurate, it cannot ensure that it could change. Statements or opinions of individuals referenced herein are their own, not Armed Forces Bank. Consult an appropriate professional concerning your specific situation and respective governing bodies for applicable laws, such as IRS.gov for current tax law, Armed Forces Bank, the Armed Forces Bank logo, and the militarily speaking logo are registered trademarks of Armed Forces Bank.